A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have it to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to Part 2 of the Rut. I am back here a day later with uh, Alan Dimmock of Rugby World and Mike Aylwin of How Long Have We Got? The Observer, Sport 500 website and author of a new book which we're about to discuss. Okay, we're going to do our Team of the Week now and you uh, listeners will have noticed they haven't heard the voice of Steve Jones today. Um, Apologies for that, I'm sure you can cope with it, but... If you can't, here is his team of the week. By the way, Steve... Can you is, do it in an accent? Welsh accent? I've got to oh. sound a bit pissed off with life as well, haven't yeah. I? And, and, you can do that. And, and I, my feet have got to grow by um, at least six, six sizes to, to, to match him. This is uh, Stephen Jones's team of the week. Fullback, he has Stuart Hogg, or brackets, or Rob Carney. And, and, and a note of interest here. Anyone going for Brown after five clean catches unopposed of, of high kicks should be asked to leave the studio. Right, I'm going. Um, then uh, his other wings, his wings are uh, Teddy Thomas uh, and Johnny May. Uh, in the midfield, Owen Farrell at 12, Hugh Jones at 13. Okay. Uh, he's gone for the England halfbacks, Danny Kerr and George Ford. Uh, in the pack, front row of Nicola Quaglio. The Italian. He went off at half time. Well, you said you're expecting a, yeah. uh, a bombshell, and there and there it is, yeah. uh, Alan. Uh, Guillaume Garrado at hooker, Samson Lee at tight head. Uh, his uh, locks are the Frenchman Ituria, who I thought had a great game as yeah. well, and yeah, the uh, Scott Grant Kilchrist. Uh, back row, Aaron Shingler, Hamish Watson, and Ryan Wilson. What do we think of that, boys? Mm. Not sure about Ryan Wilson. Well, who would you have gone for it? Tricky. Uh, Robshaw? As mentioned, <laughs> as men- I, mean, I sort of felt almost inclined to go for Sam Simmons, but uh, I- I've gone for Jack Conan, but I- I- it's not from a particularly He also went off at impressive- half Did Do you he? know, I, yeah. chose- I chose a team... Well, I-, I picked him for that lo- those lovely hands in the building. I mean, that was a great the- wraparound from Murray yeah. for his try, to be I fair. chose a team without any Irishmen in. I just thought thought that their their game was, was ir- irrelevant, and we couldn't... The only Irishman I have there in brackets... As a possibility for inclusion, is Connor Murray as a lock because I enjoy <laughs> jumping yeah. at the lineouts, which we've already discussed. Um, but uh, I, okay. stu- I stuck, uh, and only because I like him. And uh, after a slightly shaky first game, I you know he scored a nice try or two, did he? But uh, Jacob Stockdale, I think. got two, yeah. Uh, I mean, I know Johnny May scored two tries, but. I don't. Actually, he did finish. The thing about Johnny May's try well. is only he would have got it, or only um, oh, I don't uh, know. only a, a 
Well, he, he got there just. That first you try had to was have, good it was, pace. That was, that was pure gas, wasn't it? But, uh, what, what was class was, you know, the way he finished it. <laughs> hmm. I mean, forget the pace, but just, uh, it, was, it was awkward. A bobbling ball on a wet day, uh, and it was a few metres out, uh, so he did the old slide in from five yards. I'm annoyed to say that I agree with a lot of Jonesy's... Um, uh, selections in the backs. I think he's got the. Um, I think he's got the second row wrong though. I don't think you can leave Joe Launchbury out of that. No, and I've I also Launchbury thought that. There. I also thought that um, a le- as a as a leader of men and as a performance, Alan Wynne Jones was was pretty Titanic on uh, on yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I mean. I, I. like the fact that he's given Grant Gilchrist a nod in that. That was. That was a game that Grant Gilchrist had to put in for Scotland. He's been he's been yeah, in and out thought, for a while. This is a guy who'd been earmarked to be Scotland's captain. Vern Cotter had picked him as captain, and then he got an injury that knocked him out of play for a long time, and and he's worked his way back. And there were question marks with him over Edinburgh, uh, how things were going there. There was chat of him moving abroad that never came up, and so for him to work his way back, that's uh, that's great. But you, I agree with you, Launchbury and Alan Wynne Jones. I mean, that's just test I, class. Yeah, I mean, I've gone for the Launchbury. Gilchrist, I know. Or yeah, I was having this debate with your, um, or conversation with your esteemed editor, uh, okay. Mockers, yesterday. Um, as we walked away, can you put Launchbury and Gilchrist into the same team? I mean, I think you can, especially if it's some, you know, theoretical side like this. <laughs> I'll tell you who who needs a special mention, actually. And I'm not, I, I'm ashamed that I've not seen enough of him. And I think he's got a very bright future for France. Yakuba Kamara. Yeah, yeah, seven. yeah. I just the way he plays, it's the way he extends himself into yeah, contact athlete, and steps away from people. I described him yesterday as trying to tackle a swinging axe because there's just so many moving parts to him, and each of them can hurt you. I just think he's got a fantastic future, and it's one of these things where you look at France's back row and where they can and should be. And I suppose actually you could increase, uh, could include Ituria in that one, um, and the way he plays at the breakdown in particular. There's got to be a little glimmer of hope there for France for the future. Well, their first half they they played like the old France, didn't they? I mean, they each. What did they? I mean, it I was mean, two brilliant so, runs so, down the road. It's right. a lovely stereotype to be able to apply the old France is back, and then in the second half the the, the, the new France was back. Uh, and they, they, but, they, they, they they went, oh, hang on a sec, we don't know how to win a game, so let's. Give I'm it to the going others. to uh, stand my ground before <coughs> I'm evicted from this mm. studio and insist on Mike Brown uh, over Stuart Hogg. Uh, the first duty, and again, if you're an international coach, this is what you consider rather than all the frippery around the rest of it the first duty is a to be a rock under the high ball b to be sound in defense Stuart Hogg was beaten with too much ease by Teddy Thomas for that first try and he's just not good enough in defense um and you know I Mike Brown was a rock uh and he's not as good of course he's not as good as Stuart Hogg in attack but I do think as a fullback your we need to go shooting. through those those high ball takes that he made because Jones is right that a lot of them he got that he had the he had a clean ball and there wasn't a Scott, uh, a Welsh player within uh, five yards. Of him. A lot of them, but a lot of them that's not the case. And in a wet day, uh, you just you wouldn't want, your for example, Anthony Watson doing that. I mean, I, I appreciate what Brown did in that game. I think I'm more drawn to him purely because. I want to join Eddie Jones's bandwagon. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, look, my conscience is clear over this. If I mean, you join I've his bandwagon, been... you're allowed to call him Uncle Eddie, like uh, oh, Alan Wynne. I'll tell you what, though. Looking through this whole list, and and he's in Steve's team, and it's the one player where one of the, the hallmarks of the Six Nations is that a lot of people that do not regularly watch rugby 
watch the Six Nations and they want to be thrilled and they want to meet new heroes that they didn't know anything about. These last two games, Teddy Thomas has done something for France yep. and for the Six Nations that has to be applauded. He's as elusive as that second sock in the laundry. You just can't find him. <laughs> and the way he ghosted past Scotland to score those two tries. Now, the bouncing ball in front of Greg Laidlaw where he was at six or sevens and if he just caught it full face with a volley, would have kicked it out of the park and Thomas wouldn't have scored another yeah. try. But the way he's played in these last two games, you've got to say it's fantastic for the tournament. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, but you, it's almost. I mean, France needs to develop some other way of attacking because uh, that's three tries scored by the same bloke. Uh, all of them really ultimately solo efforts. Um, you know, again, Finn Russell's uh, first up tackle. I mean, I know he's not a winger, Finn Russell, uh, and he found himself out there, but he was beaten. He got stood do, do, you not see, do you not see a, a, a bit of sh- shape and understanding and structure and form about France over two games? You've seen, the, uh, you've seen I, both I've games. seen them both. I think they have got a willing defence. I, I, I'm not sure I have seen an awful lot. I mean, they didn't do any attacking of any notes in that first game until... Uh, what's his face? Dupont set Thomas away with a beautiful sidestep and uh, and give. Uh, it's true, but, but do you not, think, do you not think there are hints in there? For example, we saw players we saw giving, tip, more... giving tip on passes that you would not have expected. Uh, yeah, from certain, certain players. Well, uh, had a nice Slim, little... with a loop. You would not have expected that from the France of last Six Nations. Mm. I don't know. I just think there's little things in there. We oh, I don't, I don't get me wrong. I'm just being romantic. Mike's our France specialist and he's just buried them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. So no, I, don't, I, no, I certainly don't mean to bury them. I mean, I think uh, there's something for no, them to you can't, with, you can't disinter them. They're down now. They are. I, I just, you know, Thomas is standing out too much. <sighs> you can, what you can tell us is in the future if they'll be out of it. But anyway, we'll talk about that now. You're listening to The Ruck and we are back after this. Welcome back to the Ruck. And don't forget, you can sign up for the brand new Ruck email. Subscribers can go to thetimes.co.uk slash bulletins. OK, I think now we need to uh, explain the, this preposterous giggling over uh, the year 2144 and, and the fact that Mike knows what's going to be happening there. So, um, Mike, congratulations. You have a new book published called Ivon. Uh, and Ivon is um, uh, not a, a well-worked theme in literature. Uh, in the, I, to, to my knowledge, it's the first work of fiction about the game of rugby set in the year 2144. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. It sits on the <laughs> shelf on its own in that respect. Futuristic sports dystopia. Okay, uh, is what they're calling it. Well, um, it's a new kids, genre. It's a new genre. I would say to listeners that they, that. I would rec- highly recommend it, and it is really interesting. I'll, I'll just tell you a little bit, bit about it. It's year 2144. The world at this stage, according to Mike, is powered by sport, politically and practically. Each community owns its prosperity or otherwise the success of its teams and athletes, and a person's class is determined by their aptitude for sport. Oh, is, that, is that really no different to now? Uh, anyway, that's... um. Uh, at uh, w- one point, apart from in Wales, uh, Wales are separated from England um, by a huge wall, uh, which I love. Uh, can't come soon enough. Yeah, um, if Don, if he, I don't know if Don's listening to this, but Don Trump, I'm talking about, obviously, uh, if he could hurry up and build his wall. Does with, he build the wall? 
Well, we you know, get he's, him to build he's a got wall. this wall coming up, isn't he, from in uh, Mexico USA border? So but, um, but know, in, it would make it current. In twenty one forty four, the the Welsh still have old values of loving yeah. sport for play. They they carouse, they live, they love, they they have fun. Um, so so that's twenty one forty four. That's twenty one forty four covered. So we know what's happening then. Yeah. Uh, inter- so so what interests me? This brings us onto it, 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 something I find really interesting. Though, Professional rugby's been been going been with us for twenty years or twenty two years to um mm. to be more precise. The game's changed quite a lot. Where do we think it's gonna be in twenty more years time? Because I think the professional rugby has got to a stage where it really doesn't work anymore on a number of on a number of counts and something's gonna happen, something's gonna have to happen. So so with the benefit of our tea leaves and just imagining the future how do you think this game will look? Well, I think there'll be a super league based on in England and France, essentially. All the world's best players will play in it. Uh, every other league will be a feeder league. And uh, the prospect, I find, desperately worrying. Mm. Will there be a salary cap in this league or will they just go, <laughs> screw it? No, well, I mean... And will Saracens uh, care? Well, exactly. Uh, well, Wasps, Wasps got cut out. Yeah, Wasps have just this been week. Good point. Wasps got fined last week for breaking the salary cap. But yeah, apparently finally. you can break the salary cap these days and and it's just, just a minor accounting error rather than a... It's a minor accounting error and it just so happens that it was announced during a Six Nations weekend yeah. where England were playing Wales. Okay. So. Actually, it was Classic. announced on the day the Eng- England announced their team, wasn't it? it yeah. was a, yes, it was the classic bearing, bearing of bad news. But Mike, I think my, you're my right. Other con- I, think, my, I think that's where the game is going. My other issue, my other fear... Is that so? You say in twenty years' time, I reckon England will have won four of the preceding five World Cups. Who gets the other one? Tell us. I think England will win. I think England will win two in a row now. I think they're going to win in Japan, and I think they'll win four years later, and then they'll probably uh, mess up the hat trick. Uh, I don't know. why is that? Because they'll bring um, back an Englishman to coach well, them or something. Well, I'm just for the sake of variety. <laughs> well, you guys have taken this. You've got, you guys have taken this to a dark place. <laughs> I, I, I was, I was a bit more flippant when I was filling out what I thought was going to happen in 20 years' time. Uh, for one, I believe that Georgia will be unbeaten at home in 20 years' time, ah. no matter who they play. <laughs> will the they all, be in the, the All not the All Blacks will visit and they'll beat them. England will visit, they'll beat them, but they will still be playing in a second-tier international tournament. <laughs> I also believe that USA and Canada will be no better internationally oh, than they are oh, now. Because no, I was going to, well, I've got another one which is actually a hope. Because at the moment, I'm worried that everything's just concertining, concertinering around England and France, or internationally around England. The hope lies in the USA and Japan if they can rouse themselves, engage with the sport, and so I reckon after so the next World Cup in 20 years time will be 2039 the 6th World Cup I think that is I reckon the final I hope the final will be Japan against USA I like that vision I don't think that's going to I love that <laughs> I love that vision I, I, again being positive as well I, I truly hope that in 20 years time scrums are sexy again people love that's what people want to see in yeah. rugby people are fans just of that aspect oh, of rugby and, I preferred your vision and, of England hold on, hold on. World Cups. And, and the freeze spirit of the game has been abolished after the uh, Twickenham riots of 2031, in which a 3D TMO decision uh, still gets it wrong in an England versus Wales match. Well, we discussed that. That's not going to happen, is it? Because Mike's got his touchpads. Anyway, yeah. listen, th- this is what I foresee. In uh, in five to ten years' time, 
Uh, players will, will, by that stage, be so fast and so powerful and defences will be so good that there will be a meeting of world rugby and all, all its uh, leading people and they will decide that rugby union becomes a 13-man game. Oh, well, yes. And by that stage... Will there, will there, be, will there be a I've fight between one. the hardliners that will want a bigger pitch and some that will just want fewer players on it? Oh, I see. So, so you, you, you're like on a sort of a massive beach in Cornwall or something with... Yeah. No, with but there's another rupture in the game where some people go, we're going to keep 15, but it's going to be on a bigger pitch. Oh, maybe this is what we oh, can organise. Yeah. We can. We, we need to stick our, our flag in the sand and, and yeah. invent a new game called 15-man rugby. Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I, another one, this, uh, maybe 20 years is too soon. 50 years, I reckon, performance-enhancing drugs will be legal. <laughs> Who invited this man here? <laughs> Insanity. Um, okay. My my other thing, which is a question, um, but at what point does the professional game come completely different to the amateur schoolboy club game? At what point do schoolboy do you need a license to play schoolboy rugby, or is the tackle banned from schoolboy rugby? Oh, the boys have gone quiet. I don't like this. Let's stick with the uh, let's stick with legalized doping in uh, yeah. in, in fifty years time. Uh, well, yeah. I mean. Science will find a way of making these drugs safe to use. And then you've got to argue about why this artificial performance enhancement is any different from any other form of artificial performance enhancement, which are rife. What, like going sport. to the gym? Uh, like, I mean, so, something like, like cryotherapy, well. for example. No, 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 I think you're right. Is an artificial enhancement of performance. I, other than the fact there's, there are no ingredients invading your body and therefore there's but, presumably no health But you've got no pain as well. Well, you've done a big investigation into that. But, I mean, you know, that's illegal. Let's not go there. Let's just wrap it up. This, this episode of the podcast was brought to you by... Three people who were totally unenhanced, I think it's fair to say. <laughs> yes. um, uh, Mike, thank you uh, for coming thank with your you vision with the future. Al, great to see you again. Uh, we'll be back next week. I, I, I have to add an apology because this time last week I promised we were going to obey and read more the uh, emails that have been clogging up our, our new emails. Um, the Ruck uh, at the times.co.uk. Uh, we do really enjoy your emails, so please keep keep them coming. And we will do a session next week. We'll talk about the points that people have brought up and um, uh, bring our wider audience back in the conversation. Thanks for listening. Come back next week uh, and see you then. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.